right, it's time to get your head head right, get your game right with Andy Dirks. Uh, today on the show, I got Ian Kinsler. Uh, most of you know him as the second baseman for a couple different organizations, but he just won a World Series. Life is pretty good for Ian. If you didn't know this about Ian, when he was a little little guy about uh, 2004, he was the most likely to succeed in Baseball America's Midwest League, most exciting player. And he still is exciting people to this day. Ian, it's nice to have you on the show, man. Thanks for having me, Andy. Always good to talk you to you. got it. So uh, basically, the focus of our show is mindset. How to separate yourself from the average Joe. You know, a lot of people probably can say, you know, Ian was the most talented guy. He's the most this and this and this. But you're still playing at an extremely high level. It's 2018, uh, 2019 now. Yeah, just signed a two-year deal uh, with the Padres. And it's extremely exciting but continuing to play at a high level how do you maintain that um you know i think you just fall into a routine and what you've done your whole life um you know as as a ball player we've been playing we've been playing baseball since we were little kids and every year you try to grow you try to get better as a ball player and when you finally make it to the big leagues that's when self-reflection and, and trying to figure out how you're going to get better, better at the game really comes into play because up until that point or up until the minor leagues, really, I think the minor leagues counts as pro ball, but uh, up until that point, you just try to, you just try to out talent people and, and yeah, you're still working on your game and you're still trying to be the best you possibly can be, but you don't have, as many opportunities to figure out what you need to specifically yeah. work on. You know, in college you play 40-something games. Um, high school you play 20-something games. You know, you got, you got your winter ball and all that stuff, but there's a lot of time off. Um, and then when you get to pro ball, you're playing every single day. And at the end of the season, you should have a pretty good idea of what you want to get better at. And I don't, I don't think that ever stops. Yeah. You know, even you, you get older, you have a lot of experience, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's still things that I want to work on this off season, things that I want to get better at. I'm not too happy with the last couple seasons that I've had offensively. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to get better. You know, I'm not just going to, going to sit around and, and play out my last couple of years and just see what happens. I mean, that's, that's just not the mindset I think of a, of a ball. Player. And that's one thing I think if anybody could define, define Ian Kinsler, it'd be a ball player, right? It's not like you're the, you're not the biggest guy. You're not the strongest guy, not the most talented. You, you have a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong. And, and, but I think what you've done is created a stigma and through your mind that you are achieving and maximizing every single ounce of what God gave you. I mean, I hope so. You know, I don't want to leave any of that to waste. Um, you know, every, everything that I was given, I want to be able to use that. I don't want, I don't want that yep. to go to waste because if there's something out there that I'm wasting, I'm going to be pretty mad at myself. When, 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 uh, and this is what happens, like Robinson Cano is better than you in, in talent wise, right? Like he's bigger, he's stronger, he's faster, he's this and that, right? But you're a better second baseman than Robinson Cano. Like you played. You sound, you sound like my, uh. You sound like my junior college coach. There you go. Maybe maybe that's where it came from. Maybe I should be a junior college coach <laughs> somewhere. 
Yeah, because he said, uh, I remember one day we were, you know, we have, that was probably the first time in my life I started yeah. lifting weights. Um, high school, you know, you'd have weight class or whatever, but we just screw around. Um, and then in, in junior high, I started lifting weights and I, I was still in that mindset of just kind of screwing around. I mean, I'd throw some weight around and try to be, you know, try to act like yeah. I'm doing something, but I really didn't care. I wanted to go to the yeah. batting cage and I wanted, I wanted to take ground balls and, um, you know, over, over the course of half a season, my coach obviously noticed what was going on and, and he called me in the, called me over and tried to kind of embarrass me in front of everybody, which he probably did. I wasn't really too, too embarrassed, but I'm sure other guys probably, probably felt it a little bit. He was yelling at me and telling me, you know, you're never going to, you're never going to be able to be a good ball player if you're not lifting weights, if you're not doing all the things you need to do to get better, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And in my head, all I was thinking, well, the only way I'm going to get better at baseball is practicing fact. baseball. It's always fact. And then, right there, man. <laughs> and then he said, and then he said, if I, if I told you to take your shirt off and I told Alex Rodriguez to take his shirt off and I stood you guys next to each other, who, you know, who would, who would every team pick first to have on their team? And I said, they'd probably take Alex Rodriguez, but y'all would lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's your competitive uh, I, I was just though, too, you know? That plays into that. Right. This is what there right. is one yeah. thing that I know about where we're going in baseball. It's getting further away from how do we be really good at baseball and more about how do we, right. how do we keep up with the football world and be really good athletes? Like there's a big right. difference between being, I played with so many great athletes that weren't good baseball players. Like they're just not a lot. It's not they. It, they didn't work on it. They didn't care about it. What they wanted to do was jump higher and hit the ball further than everybody. But what they didn't understand was every single day you have to add value to an organization and a team. Baseball is just a. It's a different sport, and we all know that. I mean, it's you can be as big as as strong as you want, but in baseball, there's always that that little guy that has tremendous amount of success. There's always the big guy that has tremendous yeah. amount of success. There's always the fat guy, the skinny guy, the, the, you know, any, any guy that, you know, any shape or, or body or whatever um, in baseball, there's been times where that person's had success yeah. or that, that type of body has had success at the major league level. There's no defining it. And in my opinion, practicing baseball and figuring out how to get the barrel to the ball and how to get yourself in the right position to feel the ball and how to, and how to make the proper throw and to know where to cut off guy, you know, all the, all the little things that go into baseball, that's what makes you a winning player. You can go squat, you can go bench press, you can go, you know, practice your agilities or whatever you want to do, which, you know, is going to help you, but you better be working on baseball too. Yeah. You know, you better be working on the on the small things and and the things that are gonna put you put your body in a good position to to succeed. And the only the only way you're gonna do that is practicing it. Is practicing the exact art of yeah. hitting. Um, and that's that's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, and it, do I want to get stronger? Yeah, I want to get stronger. I want to be. But there's a point where stronger might make you less healthy. And that's I, I'm glad you said the word healthy because. When you're playing 162 games, high school is different. Junior college is different. College baseball is a little bit different. You know, it's all it's all different. But as far as the number of games, but when you're playing 162 games 
or you're in a minor league season, you're playing every day. I'm telling you what, they're not going to call you up or you're not going to play a game yep. if you're hurt. And the best way to think about for, for me, I think when I was younger, obviously bigger, faster, stronger, you always want to get there when you're younger, but you get to a certain, certain point where I want to, I want to make sure I'm healthy. I want to make sure that the stuff that I'm doing in the, in the weight room translates to the moves I'm making on the field. So I don't hurt yep. myself and I can stay on the field every day. And like you said, help the team somehow every single day. And if you can't do that, if you're not on the field, so you know, it's a little bit of a different mentality than, you know, a football or a basketball or something like that. Let's just um, be the best athlete we can be, and it'll translate. That's the difference. Right. And, and and this is one, one place where I really got hurt, and I didn't even know it, was in high school, uh, I was a football player. Like, that was – I'm a thick-neck dude, right? So, football right. was my sport. Like, I could have went and got a, a D2 scholarship, and, and I had some people after me for football. Cause I, you know, couldn't run a little bit, but I got into hang clean, power lifting, that whole rigmarole that that involves in. It didn't translate well into baseball, though, right? So right. Uh, once I got done, kind of getting on that, then then I went into junior college and I went the baseball route. Like I was always still like I'll go in the weight room and put up more weight than anybody, type of guy, right? Right. Like I can, I can, I can, without even doing it for the last two months, I'll put up more weight than you just because that's my comp right. competitive like mindset. Right. But right. two back surgeries later, I'm a way smarter guy than I was two back surgeries prior. And I'm like, if I never, if I wasn't exposed to that at a young age and I know I screwed my back up a lot of it, people say, you know, genetics, this and that, whatever. But a lot of it was, I was literally 225 grabbing the bar and just repping up hand cleans with terrible form and no flexibility right? Uh, just to get stronger, right? Because that's what the yeah, football and that's guys the, That's the thing. Right. That's the thing is that the weight don't – we're not – I don't think you and you and, and me are trying to say that the weight yeah, is bad. It's not bad. It's a, it's a, it's a great thing. Do it and, and to be strong appropriate and to hand clean. Right. And to squat and to do all the stuff is, is definitely something that, that you need to do as an athlete, regardless of what sport you're playing. But you don't need to throw up the house. You don't need to try to, you know, hand clean all this weight. You got to do it properly. Make sure that your, your core is extremely strong and that you can support the, way that you're, the weight that you're supporting. Because, you know, in baseball, you're standing on your feet. Yeah. And you're making, you're making violent movements. Um, at random times it's there's no there's no real um prediction to the sport you're you're you get four at bats in in four hours yeah, yeah. or three you know five five at bats in three and a half hours and you're making sudden movements on defense every 15 yeah. seconds so you're standing around for 14 seconds then you're making a sudden burst whether it's a foul ball a swing and miss or a fly ball to right and you're playing left or a fly ball to you or whatever you're making a sudden burst and then you're you're doing it again in 15 seconds. So it's a it's a really weird game as far as your body is concerned. So as you know, your core has to be really strong, or else when you're in the batting cage, you're going to be bending down, picking up balls in your low back. And nobody coming. ever even talked to me about core. Even when I was in the big right. leagues, we didn't talk about core. I didn't know how to fire my glutes until after my second back surgery. 
Like, like that's just uh, God honest truth. Like, I, I remember we went and saw a, uh, what was it, PRT, uh, the physical, MA, yeah, MAT, MAT, the physical therapist, and and that was uh, 2014. And you said, hey, let's let's go check this out. Now, at the time, I was in such excruciating pain. I'm like, I'll do whatever. I don't even care, yeah. right? Yeah, and, I and she's like, you're screwed. Because I had not done what I needed to do with my core and my glutes and everything. The way everything worked was completely wrong. Like I just literally right. was picking up weight with my back since I was a small kid. Right. <laughs> right. And it cost me. It cost me a lot of money. It cost me more time in the big leagues. It cost me a lot of things. But looking back at it, it's like, and this is one thing people say, well, you know, and it was tough for me to go from the tough guy because I was always the tough guy, right? I could play through anything. I don't care what you throw at me to being the smart guy. Right. Well, yes, that's the whole, that's the whole process that we're all taught at a young age, that bigger, faster, stronger. Someone, someone's out working you, someone's throwing up more weight. Someone's doing, someone's working while you're sleeping. That's the mentality. And, but they're not working on baseball. The older you get, (laughs) <laughs> right exactly the more the older you get you realize well if i can use the weight room to stay healthy to work on baseball i i have the opportunity to be better at the game when when i was and that's that's one thing that I, as i got out of high school and went to college i understood so my junior year i didn't get drafted right like right. Uh, my senior year i went into that senior year as how can i be the best baseball player that I can possibly be on the field because nothing else matters. It doesn't matter. Like nobody cares about your broad jump in baseball. You're we run sixties. Yeah, not we, when you're playing. We run sixties in baseball. That doesn't translate into getting a good jump on a ball or doing anything, right? Like we you right. can run a six two sixty. Great. You might get drafted. You'll get your your uh, get a couple hundred grand in your bank account. You'll blow it and. Good, good for you. <laughs> like good baseball experience, awful baseball experience, right? How do you get better at the game of baseball? And this is something that I think we're getting away from, and we're getting more into that. How do I throw harder? How do I, uh, you know, with with uh, launch angle and all this? How do I launch the <laughs> yeah. ball further? How do I do this? As opposed to when I get between the lines, I want to be as good as I can be. Right. I think. I really, I really think that people have, people in baseball have lost sight of just get the barrel to That's the it. ball. I, you know, like all of this, this mechanic stuff um, for young kids or, you know, high school kids or, or whatever, uh, college kids, I don't, I don't really care. The, the best baseball that I've played in my life was, all I was thinking about was just getting the fat part of the bat on the middle of the ball. I'm not thinking about launching. I'm not thinking about hitting the ball the other way. I'm not thinking about my elbow needs to be in here on inside and my femur needs to be at this angle and my head, you know, like I'm not thinking about that when I'm, when I'm hitting well and playing well, I'm in a athletic balanced position and I'm just trying to get the barrel of the bat to the ball. That's it. I'm trying to hit the ball yeah. hard. 
in the center of the baseball and that's and that's it and when you go into the batting cage if you practice that over and over again whether you're doing t work or or flips or someone's throwing batting practice to you um, if you can get rid of all the all the noise and just really concentrate on getting the fat part of the bat to the ball that translates better than anything because like you said when you're playing the game no one cares what your what your launch angle is if you go four yeah. for four i've never heard one person you know? demean a guy for going four for four never <laughs> once has anybody i've never seen a guy go four for four and on sports center they're like well he could have done this better yeah his launch yeah. angle was off and this is so for me it goes back to and this is what a lot of people don't realize because there's a lot of reasons. One of them is they haven't played at an extremely high level. Uh, the other one is they don't know what the daily grinds like when it comes to baseball, but there's days the best in the world. And you know, you Miguel Cabrera, uh, Victor Martinez, like guys I played with or played against. Uh, it's not like they feel great every single day when they walk up to the plate, but they compete. And they're ready to, right. and that's what putting the barrel to the ball, it it makes it achievable. So every single day, if my job is to just get the barrel to the ball, it's achievable. If if, if right. my job is to, my my left femur needs to do X, Y, and Z, like I'm done, dude. I'm already screwed, right? Like as right. opposed to how do I find a way, the way I feel today. And Felix Hernandez or, or whoever, if somebody's going to throw a hundred at me, how do I just get the barrel to the ball? That's achievable. Exactly. Exactly. This is it, it. It's just simplifying things. That's all. And that that's, that's game situation. I think, you know, we all work on mechanical things. I'm not, this is, you know, we're all, we're, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to say that. Mechanics do matter. Try to simplify. And we work matter, on them. You're trying the to cage, simplify, right? You're trying to simplify things as much yeah. as possible, because simplification allows for your head to be free. It allows for your thoughts to be free. And the more that you're thinking about in the game of baseball, the the harder the game is. And that's just the that's just the yeah. truth. I haven't met I've met maybe two or three guys in my life that can be thinking about, a, you know, six, seven things in the batter's box and have success. I just don't, you just don't it see doesn't it. work. I mean, JD Martinez is the most picky hitter that I've ever seen in my life. He's got, he's got drills. He's got text message, video, everything that he possibly can, can use in between his at bats. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's doing all these different drills. He's doing all this different stuff. And then I said, what do you think about when you're in the box? And he says, I think about two or three things max. So a guy that is, is anal about his mechanics and the batting cage and, and, and BP, when he's away from that um, and he's in the batter's box, he, he's, he still sent, he simplifies as best yeah. he can. Well, then you because add, just, then you add, the then you add there, there playing in front of, a whole bunch of people and every failure failure that you have is regulated and everybody knows exactly what Ian Kinsler did yesterday. I can look up the box score and I can see Ian Kinsler over four or you know, three for four, whatever it is. But I can see that. Like I can measure that. It's real. It's honest. 
And this is one thing that I think as baseball players, once we go into that, that downward spiral, right? We go in and we all hit it and we all get into that funk per se. Like, how do I get out of that freaking funk, man? Simplify. Go back to the basics, right? That's what I've always did. I always did my career and I do it in my real estate business. Like go back to the basics. Like what got me here? Like, what am I doing? Uh, but in baseball, I think the basics like are so underestimated, underachieved, under whatever we want to call it, to where now it's all about, oh, if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to be the best hitter ever. And I'm like, no, because I know what it takes to be a good hitter, and, and especially in the big leagues. Dude, these dudes are throwing hard. They're throwing nasty stuff every single day. You got bullpen. So – yeah, the, the even if you get a suspect starter and you get a hit off of him, you're only going to face him twice. <laughs> and you go into the bullpen right. where the dude's throwing a hundred, you know. Yes, sir. So how does how so does a guy succeed in that game. that environment and that life and be able to uh, maintain like you have? It's like like we've basically been talking about. It's just you just try to simplify. And you try to you try to find something that motivates you every day. Mm. It's the team you're playing, a friend on the other team, something that someone wrote in the newspapers, uh, something that a teammate said to you. There's some, something in your life at that moment is can motivate you. Um, Where do you find your motivation? And you try to, dude. You find it all yeah. over the place. You can you find it in so many different ways. I find it. My my parents are in the stands that day, or my son's watching my game that day or I'm facing a friend that I know a guy that I played with before, or I'm facing, you know, a guy that I faced in the minor leagues who got my number or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm playing against another good second baseman on the other team. And I want to, I want to play a better game than the other second baseman or uh, you know, I haven't had success in let's just say Minnesota mm-hmm. or something. And okay. I want to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work, I'm going to get work past that. I'm going to work through that and I'm going to have a good game today. I'm going to have a good series today in Minnesota. I'm going to show, I'm going to show myself that it's not the ballpark, that it's me. Let me go, you know, that's, that's motivation. Um, It could be the other manager. Uh, You know, there's just, there's just so many, so many different ways that you can, you can motivate yourself. And I think that's the, that's the biggest thing about the big leagues is that when you play that many games and you fail as much as you do, every day there has to be a new motivation. There has to be something that's motivating you to go to the cage, to get ready for the game, something that's motivating you to take those ground balls and get yourself ready for Mm -hmm. the game. And, and something that's, that's motivating you to, to up your focus for, for the game. And you just, you, you find different things every day. It's crazy where your mind can go to try to find that motivation. But well, I think, uh, I think you're like me, you have to do Uh, We always need a challenge. Like, what's the next right. challenge? That's the, and to this day, that's why I'm doing a triathlon in July, right? It's like, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm turning myself into a freaking endurance athlete. But, but it's <laughs> always like, what's that next challenge? What's that next thing? And in baseball for me, uh, I remember having an interview when I was in uh, Dominican Republic. And they were speaking Spanish for the most part, but there was this one guy, an American guy, he came over to me and I was over four, struck out a couple times, didn't have a great game at all, right? One of those games that you want to put behind you 
sooner than later. <laughs> and he came up to me and he said, you know, hey, Andy, you know, one of the worst games in your career is the way he stated it. Uh, <laughs> uh, why do you think you should be in the Dominican is the first thing he said. And why do you think you're a good baseball player? And I was like, that is the most honest, honest question I've ever heard from a reporter. Ever. Like, why should you be in the Dominican? And I, and I said, well, you know, I think everybody here knows that I'm here to try to win a championship. Because for most Americans, they go to the Dominican to get reps, right? And I, right. I was down there to win. Like, I wanted to freaking win. And I won two championships while I was down there. But this guy asking me that was like, check yourself, dude. Like, why are <laughs> you down here? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? What are your motives? And then, and then I knew, okay, I'm trying to learn baseball and, and I'm trying to be a better baseball player. And that was really kind of like that. I don't know if you have turning points in your life and you do have turning points in your life, but that was like, okay, my Dominican journey is not going to be Andy Dirks just trying to get some reps. It was Andy Dirks trying to win, 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 win. I was already wanting to win, but the, at that point, when he asked me that question, I'm like, I'm about to freaking win. Like, I don't care right. who comes through this door tomorrow, I'm going to win, right? And I think we all have those little moments in our life. And uh, for me, it was in, in the Dominican, and they showed me a new way to play baseball, which was cool uh, compared to the American style. But but how many have you ever had a moment like where it's like, Okay, it's go time, baby. Let's roll. Yeah, I think there's. I think you always have moments like yeah. that. You know, there's. I think there's a lot of those moments in your, in in life and and base in your baseball mm -hmm. life because it's it's a world full of failure, and so you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot of things that either you aren't ready to hear or you got you know you got to be able to take criticism. Um, and you got to be able to work with it, constructive criticism. You got to know what's constructive and what isn't and who's got their best interest in you and, and blah, blah, blah. And I think you, you have, I, at least I did, I, you know, I have a lot of moments too many to probably even talk yeah. about. I'm the same um, way. Like that was just one that came to the top of my head, but I can remember like, it's like you have so many of those moments. How do you, dictate what advice you get um i mean that's just a feel thing yeah i think that's just that's just something that you learn through life um you kind of you learn what interests the person that's giving you the information has in you you know are they doing it for themselves or are they doing it to better to to really make yeah. it better um and you obviously have to take the information and and decide for yourself if it's valuable information or, or not. Um, and I think it's just case, case by case. Like you never know when you're going to hear a piece of information that might help you. Mm -hmm. um, and you just learn how to weed through those things as best you can. I think, you know, I think that's, that's the key because some, someone might say something to you that, um, is really meaningful. And then the next sen sentence, they say something to you that's not going to work. Yeah. For you. And you got to learn how to, how to weed through those things. Um, so it's, you, you know, I think, I think that's kind of a skill that you learn 
through life, you know, just literally you get taught, you get taught things, um, high school all the way up, you know, since you're a little kid, you're always, people are always trying to teach you things. Um, whether it's from their experience or someone else told them this is the way you're supposed to do it or whatever. And then you just try to, you try to navigate those the best you can and use what you can to, to make yourself better. So you have to be a pretty good self-evaluator and you have to be, um, you have to be really good at, at understanding who's talking to you, you know, and what their, what their interests are. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically, basically how, how I, how I've done that. So I'm, I'm huge about the more you can, you know, about yourself, the better you get. Right. So yeah, the, the more, the, the more, the, Ian the more that you're the self-corrector and you, the more, you know, how your swing works, the more, you know, how you fill ground balls and, and in an effective way, the better you're going to get because you take the advice and with the grain of salt, right? I always say, and I've learned stuff from guys who aren't good baseball players. I've learned stuff from guys who are great baseball players. I've learned stuff all along the way, but knowing, understanding Andy Dirks, it was the best thing that ever happened to me as far as taking advice. Yeah. Well, cause that, you know, when you talk about a slumper or something yeah. like that, the better that you know yourself, the easier it is for you to get out of that. That's slump. a fact. And you're not trying to rely on someone else telling you some, something or someone else trying to get you out of the slump. Yeah. You're not going to um, uh, you, the, the drive through at Taco Bell trying to get hitting lessons, you know, <laughs> right. what, what a lot of people are like, Oh, that's stupid. I'm like, seriously, I was in a drive through at Taco Bell one time, like, and this guy's like, Hey, Dirks, you've been struggling. You should try this. And I'm, I'm like listening to him. <laughs> wholeheartedly like listening like does he have something that could give me what i need to get out of this slump right and then then, right. then i went and home and i'm like are you kidding me this is your life literally you are one of the best baseball players on the planet and you are taking advice from the taco bell guy man yeah that's 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 uh that's a dark place to be in baseball world where you're listening to anybody that has anything. But a lot of guys go there. So I just had a podcast with, uh, like, yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, he was in a dark place for a long time, dude. Like my dark places were always, uh, very short lived and very selfish. Right. So my dark right. places are, are me wanting an excuse. That's all it was. Right. Like I wanted an excuse. I wanted somebody to tell me like, good job, Andy, pat me on the back. You made it here. Like you don't have to go get more where you're and you're a guy who, to be all honest, like when you were in, like after five years in Texas, I'm sure everybody patted your back. Good job, Ian. Great career. Like, are you kidding me? This guy's still going and he's still going. He went and played for the Tigers. He played for the Angels. He, he goes back. Like he just keeps going. Like what, what's going to make you stop? my wife there you go (laughs) no i i don't know i think um i don't i don't ever want to stop i mean even even when baseball's over as far as my professional career i still want to i still want to be involved in in the game somehow you know i still want to give back whether it's my son or his friends or you know a college kid or college team or something you know i still want to i still want to be around the game and why is the game so um, important to you it's just always been a release. 
it's always been something I can focus on and I have fun playing the game. I really enjoy it. I enjoy the competition. Um, I enjoy the, the competition with myself. You know, I think baseball, there's, there's a lot of competition with yourself. Uh, a lot of, a lot of like self-talk mm-hmm. in baseball, trying to convince yourself that this is what you're going to do. Or a guy's throwing 98 and he whistles one by your head. You know, what, what's your self-talk? Are you going to give up? Are you going to, are you just going to bail and take your out and move on to your next at bat? Because, oh man, I don't want to get hit in the head or, or, you know, this guy throws too hard or whatever the case may be. What's your self-talk to, to beat that yeah. guy, you know? And I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that. And I also enjoy the camaraderie, um, you know, of, of helping a guy next to you, whether you're making a diving play and a pitcher gets fired up or, um, you know, you make a, you make a really good tag on a catcher's throw down or, yeah. you know, there, there's, you know, you, you steal a base and getting scored position and get an RBI for a guy, or, you know, you score from first on a ball in the gap when you probably shouldn't have, you know, stuff like that. The camaraderie that, that, that comes with that, um, the excitement that comes with that is, is just super fun to me. I just really enjoy it. And I don't know any other way to get that. And there's not um, another way. So my biggest yeah. thing, you know, leaving baseball now that I'm into quote unquote, the real world, right? Everybody says it's the real world. I'm like, if you only understood what it takes to be a baseball player, like they would classify it like, wow. Like that's a, that's like going to the military, you know, it's like a different mindset. It's a different life for, for 80% of guys. Some guys are so talented. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. But for, for right. most of us, if you go, if you, if your dream is to play big league baseball, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of dedication. And then it's going to, once you get there, you still have to do it. Like you have to prove yourself every day. Like Ian Kinsler, right. Ian Kinsler just told me he wants to get better offensively this year. He's already proved everything anybody could ever imagine in baseball, but he wants to get better offensively this year. Well, I don't like failing, yeah. man. I don't either. <laughs> so if I if I go out there and I fail and I know that I didn't do what I what I could or or give my best effort in the offseason to try to get better, I'm just gonna not like myself. Yeah. And I don't wanna do that. I mean, I wanna I wanna respect what I'm doing and, and put effort into what I'm trying to do. I don't wanna be a I think it's tough to be know? honest I mean, with that's... yourself sometimes and in baseball you have to be. Like you Absolutely. have to check you yourself, look yourself before you wreck yourself, right? Absolutely. Check yourself before you wreck Every yourself, day. son. Wiggity, wiggity. Every day. But it's like <laughs> it's it's like that never ending, like I'm always checking myself. And it's tough for other people outside of a baseball or white. Now you're married and you got kids. Like I can't even imagine being married with kids in baseball. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a good time man i mean i got a son yeah you know? how old is he it's it's a lot of fun he's seven oh my god at least he he, he gets to see you play That's yeah exactly sweet he gets, to, he gets to see my daughter's 10 she gets to see you play like daddy yeah. daddy playing baseball she, I mean, is real to them it's not like my kids are gonna one day look back and be like yeah dad played baseball yeah right good for him whatever you know <laughs> Yep. But but you, uh, you you keep grinding. Is there is so you got the two year deal with uh, San Diego now, 
So NL West yes. is going to be San Diego's, not LA's. Uh, that's that's my forecast. Since you're going to the team, you're going to win, right? Uh, yeah, I I think so. Uh, when when you go to a new team, and because a lot of these kids now, you know, they're on this travel team over here. They go to the showcase team. When you go to a new team, even if you're not experienced like you are, but what what do you do when you go go into a new team? Um, personally, I just try to keep my head yeah. down and get the get the work done that I that I need to get done to be productive, you know, to be, to, to be a good player. Um, and relationships come, you know, just along with baseball because we spend so many, so many hours at the field and we're around each other so much that all that relationship stuff and the, and the chemistry that people talk about that all happens, um, naturally. And I know this, but a lot of people don't. Like, I know Ian Kinsler is not going to go to San Diego, walk into the clubhouse and be like, look at my resume, boys. I'm freaking legit. You're going to prove it. You're no, going to prove I, it on a daily basis, right? Absolutely. I want to prove to them that I'm, that I'm a good player and that I can help them win and be a part of the, be a part yeah. of the team. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I want to I win. I want all the young guys in, in San Diego to be extremely successful. And so we have a good winning team and we, we make waves and, and, uh, in the West, you know, I think it's, it's a really good opportunity for me because they are, you know, the team is so young and, you know, with, with youth comes energy and it's just good to be around that energy. And also San Diego hasn't had a winner in a really long time and there's a lot of talent and to be a part of that city winning and being able to to beat LA would just be, uh, would just be yeah. electric. Yeah, you know, without for, a doubt. Every San time Diego. you play LA, it's going to be like you're the underdog. You're the you're you're right. like I was. You're like you are. Like you love that, and I'm the same way. Like I love like let's beat LA or whatever yeah. it is in my I, life. I, That's one of those challenges we talked about earlier. Like, like this is my challenge. How do we beat these these dudes? How do we go and right. beat this guy? How do I go and beat this guy on a daily basis? And uh, that's something that is going to be fun for y'all. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun this year. When when you have to look back at your entire baseball career, and you you say what really was the catalyst? Like what was the catalyst? And it's tough. I know it's tough to put a finger on it because there's so many things, but what was the catalyst of your baseball career? I don't think it's, I don't think it's that in my, in my world, it's not that tough. My dad, my dad was the catalyst yeah. for sure. Uh, like he was, he would, you know, he, he was throwing you front flips and doing some different things that other dads weren't doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he was my, he was my coach probably until mm-hmm. high school. Um, and even, you know, even when I'd come home, from junior college, uh, you know, over winter break or whatever, or on the weekends, he, he wanted to go to the batting cage and we'd go to the batting cage. He hit me ground balls. We play pepper. Um, so even, even in college, he was involved in, in what I was doing in baseball. Um, so he was, I mean, hands down, definitely a catalyst. So every dad out there be a catalyst, 
whether it's baseball or whatever your kid's interested in, but be a catalyst, you know, be somebody that your kid can look back on and be like, he helped me get to where I was. Is there, is there anything that you wish you would have done differently? That I would have done differently? As like you now, as a father with your son, what do you think? Well, I think that's just, yeah, there, there's some things that I wish he'd done differently, but that's not not as a youth. I think once I got to a point where I was in the minor leagues and I was playing professional ball, you know, I thought that it was time for him to kind of yeah. let go and just let me go play. And I had my own hitting coach yeah. and I had, you know, I was working on my own thing. I was trying to get better for myself. Um, and it was time to kind of take the diapers off and let me try to figure it out on my own. Yeah. Um, you know, but we got through, you know, we worked through that. We had a lot of talks about it. Uh, me and my dad about, you know, this is, I I can do this on my own. And, you know, I have, I have people that I work with every single day, day in and day out. I got hitting coaches, I got teammates and we all talk about hitting. And I know, I knew at the time that he knew me really well because he watched me swing a bat since I was a little kid. But in my opinion, I was like, I want to do this on my own. There comes a time where, you know, you're ready to do your own thing. You want to be a, a independent ball player, which you, right, which you right. are now. I don't want to lean on my. I don't want. I didn't want to lean on my dad. And that anymore, you know what that and that like we talked about that helps through slumps. That helps through a lot of different things. Like you need to lean on yourself at some point. Yeah, and I think that's probably the only thing. But um, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd change it. I just didn't like mm. it. <laughs> and that and that's just. That's just, uh, I think, father-son, you know, relationship. And I think, you know, with me and my my son, I think it's a little bit easier for me to step back and let him do, you know, what he's doing and let him figure it out as, on his own at some point um, because because of that. And I, I know that, you know, if he, if he loves the game and he wants to be really good at it, he's going to have to do it himself. You have to. So there's one person you can depend on. It's yourself. And you have to be honest sure. with yourself. That's it's so hard, I think, for a lot of people to look at themselves and be honest at what you're good at and what you're bad at. But but as soon as you know what you're bad at, you can try work to improve on it, right? Like right. It, like for you, you said, "Oh, I worst two offensive seasons that I've had. I'm ready to rock and roll." You said, "Okay, here's an issue." I haven't been as productive offensively as I'd like to be. Let's work on it and let's roll it, baby. Like, I, right. there's let's two ways better. to look at it. You can say, well, you know, I played for this long and and players in my age, for what I'm doing is pretty productive. So I can just keep it. But you're like, no, I want to go and produce. I want to be a offensive producer. I want to be in the all-star game next year, you know? Right. I want to be part of that winning team. And I know that if, that if I'm doing what I've done the last couple of years offensively, uh, I'm not going to be helping that team win very yeah. often. You know, I want to, I want to help the team win. I want to be part of a, a, a winning team and a turnaround in San Diego. I think, I mean, that's, that's motivation right there. So that's cool, man. Um, I'm pumped for you, man. Yeah. You just want to get, I want to get better. It gives me a reason to watch uh, San Diego baseball. Oh, good luck being in Detroit. You're gonna have to stay up midnight, two a.m. Midnight. <laughs> Take. I'll, I'll catch your first at bat, and then I'll look at the box score the next day. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. But uh, <laughs> at at the end of the day, one thing you could tell a kid or a dad, actually, probably to the dads more than anybody, because that's who listens to the podcast. Like, what would you tell a dad? Uh, obviously, you had a good experience with your dad. Yeah, there was a scuffle here and there as you got further. But what would you tell a dad right now who's who's trying to help his son uh, be a good baseball player and a good person? Um, well, I think baseball teaches you how to be a good person. You know, like like you said, we talk about self-reflect, and I think baseball is really good at that. So I think the you know, as a dad, you need to – you need to you need to talk about that and have have the kid try to try to um, have your son try to reflect on or daughter that's she's playing softball try to reflect on what she needs to get better at and help her you know help her or him dis- discuss that with you and and how to get better at that. But I also think um, as a parent, for, this is what I see today. I mean, I I live in Texas, so it's hardcore club baseball. Yeah. Um, you know, they're playing a lot of games. They're paying a lot of money. They want the best coaching. They want the best, this, that, what, and the other thing. And, and this is going to, this is going to make their son the best and, and get them a college scholarship. I think, I think that parents are working or want their kid to work really hard and have the best so that they can grow up to be a college baseball player and get their school paid for it. That's, that's what I see. And what they don't Um, realize is uh, college scholarships are like, 8.75 8.75 or whatever you, you right. know like uh it's not like football team where you go and you're gonna get your college paid for like i was on at, at wichita state like one of their best scholarship plans when i was a senior and it didn't pay for everything right they they don't they don't they're, the scholarships are different in, in baseball yeah. um 9.75 the advice the advice that i'd give is practice don't play so everybody wants to everybody wants to play tournaments they want to play games they want to go to this to this all-star tournament or this all-star tournament and it's and all this costs money all this is it's just a it's just a wicked system right now and in my opinion i really think that games need to be minimized um until you're like 14 I think once you get to high school, you can play as many games as you want because at that point, you kind of know if you really like yeah. the game or not. Um, but up until that point, let's, in my opinion, let's try to minimize games and and maximize practice and, and try to try to figure out what's going to make you better and how you're going to get to be a better baseball player. And then, and then when you play the game, you evaluate what you need to get better at or what or what you did wrong and you go practice it a lot yeah. and, you, and you try to get as, as, as good as you can through practice and you make it as fun as possible. I just, I just feel like youth baseball can be so boring at times when, you know, guys aren't throwing strikes and there's pass balls and there's, yeah, you got an eight year old throwing to, to another eight year old. Like right. their, their biggest worry in life is when can I play Fortnite next? Like right. they're not worried about right. baseball and you get a pitcher no. on the mound and he's like, they, he doesn't know how to compete and that's fine. He shouldn't yet. He's eight. Right. Right. It should right. be, for me, it should be, it should be fun. Yeah. And I feel like the way that you make it as fun as possible is that you cut back on the games 
and the game is no longer boring. Yeah. Well, you and, know, and where you go play, you go play four games on a weekend, and the kids end up going through the motions. Of course. Because oh, it's, it's just another game. They don't even know who they're yeah. playing. They don't know who's on the other team. They just know it's another team, and they're gonna get their four at bats, and they're gonna they're gonna just go play the game. And after they'll go eat some pizza, yeah. I guess. They don't really. There's no. There's no real. In my opinion, in today's baseball, there's really no real competition. There's no. You know, little league is going backwards. Where I can remember playing in a league where I'm looking at what other teams records are yeah. if they won their last game where where my team is on the standings you know we post the standings on the on the snack bar yeah. and you'd be able to see where you're at in the standings and and every game meant something um and I feel I just I just feel like today in today's baseball world that that's kind of gone to the wayside and now it's more about money and how many games I'm playing and what, what organization I'm a part of and, and all of this nonsense where kids, I think kids are kind of losing the competitive side of it where you're playing the same team, maybe, maybe three or four times in a year. Cause there's only 10 teams in a league and then there's a playoff at the end of the year. And then there's an all-star team after that. Now it's everybody just wants to be on an all-star team yeah. right away. And they want, they want to travel and be a part of an all-star team. Um, and I just, you know, for me, it's, I, I don't, I don't see the fun in that. Like, I don't think there's any fun in that. Yeah. It's, it, I think that's, it that's the keeping up with the Joneses baseball philosophy as opposed to how good can I get my kid? But when was that? But when did the Joneses decide that was how we're going to do baseball? Well, and I this is what it. happened. I, I missed, I missed the whole middle that don't understand baseball are making the rules. Right. So a bunch of people that have never even played the game, they said, well, I need to do this. And I know a lot of moms, like in my real estate office, I have moms who absolutely love going on the weekend and staying in a hotel because they like to hang out with their girlfriends. So it's more about the moms hanging out with the girlfriends than the kids playing baseball. Right. I think now these kids go on these tournaments and they're they're probably more excited to go hang out with their teammates at the hotel, go to the hotel pool and do all this stuff. They're not really worried about the games. The games come secondary where I can remember it was fun to do both. It was fun to go to the pool and hang out with my teammates. But those games were were so fun. Yeah, we wanted to win as a team and and stick our chest out and kind of brag about. So how do how do we get back to a baseball culture? where people want to win and get better. I, like I said, I think you I think you need to minimize games. You need to make it like there every needs game to be more leagues. Yes, every, there, less games, more practice where there's a build up to that yeah. game. It's not just we have another tournament next weekend. You know, the kid the kid already he's used to that. I mean, he plays a tournament every weekend. Who what does that tournament yeah. matter? It don't matter anything. So let's make let's make it where maybe he's playing one game or he's playing a game every other week or I mean uh, uh, one game a week where he's playing one game on the weekend and then every month or or even less than that he's has he has a tournament yeah. and it's and it's it's a big deal you know it's like oh we're playing four games and it's a tournament we're gonna try to win this and and you know it becomes it becomes more exciting. And I think it just it, the burnout the burnout doesn't yeah. happen. 
So I think I, I know it's I know it's tough to do because everybody wants to be on top and everyone wants to be a part of the best and provide the best for their kids. Um, so it's a very difficult. But thing what to, is providing the best for your kids? You know, right? And well, my they, thing is like providing... kids shouldn't just his whole summer. If he's eight years old or ten years old, and it's just baseball, and he didn't have a chance to go hang out with his buddies and and play video games and go to the pool, like, is that a good childhood? Right, or play soccer, or play football, or play basketball. Is that a good childhood? Like, I don't know. Like, I I don't know. I guess. Like, like uh, we go back to the Sandlot days, you know, like everybody on the field just. There's no, there's no reason we should be there. We just do it because we like it. You know, right? We exactly. just enjoy playing exactly. baseball. I got a group of buddies. We're gonna play home run derby at uh, Haven Park today because we like it. Yeah, because we want to go. We want to go see how far yeah, we can. And hit it's it. not we like, well, I can't go because I have a scheduled game, and I got four games today, and I got six games tomorrow, and I have this, and I have this. Like, I don't – and this is the other thing, accountability. Like, I don't think a kid – he's not making the schedule. Like, he's just going by what his parents are telling him. Right. So – Let's just take – let's take some pressure off these, these youngsters, yeah, man. You, there's no reason to play 100 games when you're, when you're 10 years old. What I, what I see is that people are skipping the middle ground. That it's, it's instant gratification. So, they want their kid to go from – from nine, ten years old, eight years old, even all the way to the big yeah. leagues, they they want them to train like big leaguers. They want them to act like big leaguers. They want them to to you know play as many games as big leaguers and and all of this. They want to skip the middle. There's 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 so much work that happens between being a ten year old playing baseball and being a major league yeah. baseball player. There's, it, it doesn't just happen. It, there's, there's a lot of things that happen in that person's life to get to that point and a lot of work that, that was put in, a lot of practice that was put in to get to that point, to be one of the best. And it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. You, can't, you can't force that because if you force it, then that practice won't happen because the kid's not going to want practice. He's not gonna. He's not gonna want to get better. Once, once, it gets, once he gets to a certain age where he realizes that he doesn't like it. Why would he? You know, and that's what I go back to. Like, I, I ask parents, why would your kid like baseball? I wouldn't like it. You made it a freaking chore. Like, baseball right. was a chore as opposed to being something they should enjoy. You know? It's like, oh, yeah, now I got to go to baseball practice. Now I got to go to baseball. My baseball game, the parents are like, well, if I only had what I'm giving you, I would have been this, Right. And we all, every, right. every parent will fall into that trap of I'm trying to give my kid the best and I want my kid to have the best. There's a point where give your kids some good knowledge is better than maybe an ex, than something you can give them financially or through an experience. Give them love, just love them, care about them, be kind to them. And at the end of the day, not everybody's going to be a big league baseball player, and that's okay, right? Like, not everybody's going right. to go. Not, get every, a not everyone's going to get a college scholarship. Not it just it, you just enjoy enjoy what they enjoy. If they enjoy playing baseball, watch them and let them enjoy baseball. And my other thing is, you can pay for all these. You can pay for for practice, right? You can you can put your kid on the team at a young age and have them 
go practice with his team two times a week and play two games on the weekend. But he's not he's not getting as many reps and he's not getting as much practice if you just do it just just you and your yeah. son. When you can go hit him a whole bucket full of balls and there's no other kids around to to you know, you take him to a, you take him to a regular team practice at eight years old. He's probably going to get ten grounders, yeah. and he's probably going to get fifty swings, maybe forty swings, and they're not going to be productive. They're not going to be focused focused swings. You know, he's, he's going to play catch for a second with one of his teammates, so he's not going to play catch for an extended period of time. You know, he's he's all of his reps go way down when you can go with just you and your son. And let's say you not you don't put him on a team until he's nine, or he's ten, and you and you just go play with your son, yeah. just go be be involved, um, and hit him ground ball, just you and him, or maybe you and him and a, and a friend, and just go hit him two buckets full of balls. It takes, you know, thirty minutes, and he just got and he just got a hundred grounders as opposed to ten ground balls, and the practice took an hour. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know most people don't even think about that though, because it takes effort. Right. I mean, I can I can take my son to the batting. I take my son to the batting cage. He's seven years old, and there's there's other seven year olds that play baseball in Dallas. There's other seven year you know uh, seven and eight baseball, and in my opinion, I can take my son to the batting cage and I can throw him two buckets of balls, or I can flip him two buckets of balls, and he can get two hundred swings. And he and we can have fun doing it. I can throw him some weighted balls. I can throw him some wiffle balls and act like I'm going to try to strike yeah. him out. I can make it a game. I can do whatever I want. But as long as he's competing, he's having fun, and he's getting swings, I'm I'm winning. Because once I put him on a team when he's ten, let's say in three years, the amount of swings, the amount of hours that he has, the fun hours, right? Yeah. The fun hours that he has playing the game, he's going to be head and shoulders above everyone else because. Because those those kids are going to practice two times a week, which the parents think is productive, when it actually isn't, because they're going there and they're getting 10, 10 to fifteen ground balls. They're not they're not actually practicing baseball the way it's meant to be practiced. You gotta you gotta re- it's it's all it's repetition, yeah. right? Like you gotta you gotta like really feel comfortable with a bat in your hand to not go up there as a little kid and bail out and think that the ball's gonna yeah. hit you. I mean, shoot, I I throw balls at my son i throw tennis balls at him and i and i teach him how to get out of the way i teach him how to how to turn his back and and get hit the right way so he's comfortable when it's time for him to step in the box against another yeah. kid and he's and he's confident if i just throw him out there to to you know another coach and and a, a full team full of kids he's gonna get 15 swings or whatever i don't know 20 swings and some ground balls and whatever and then when he gets to the game he's not gonna feel very confident why would he because how many of those how many of those swings did he swing yeah. and miss how many of those swings that he just barely nick it so he's he's actually only hitting the ball like 10 times yeah. hard or or well and so he's going into the game going oh my god i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know I, what what's gonna happen and this guy's throwing the ball at me like pressure pressure anxiety step into the bucket bail and then just kind of fling the bat at the ball and hope for the best. Yeah. But I, if you go in there and you, and you put a bat in, his, in, in the kid's hand and you let him swing, you let him swing, you let him have fun. And you, you know, you let him fail in a, in a lot, in a, in a lot more closed environment. And then you let him have a lot of success and you, and you talk about the success 
and you keep doing it over and over again, confidence goes way up. And I know when I throw my son into a game, into a baseball game, he's going to feel like he's Babe Ruth because every time he hits a ball good in the cage, I'm going, oh, my God, wow, did you see that? That's incredible. Great swing. Wow. And that's, that's amazing. And, and baseball practice, you don't have time to do that because you got to run the next kid in the hit. You got to make sure that you have all your stations and that kids are going from one station to the next station. And, and, it's, and it's more about logistics rather than actually spending the time to build confidence. Yeah. Right. Confidence is and I just uh, think, the key component to, uh, to building a good baseball player. Or, or yeah, just sports in general. Too. Like whatever right. you're doing, right. you have to have confidence in what you're doing. And that is, that is so refreshing. Like you, like you said, you go station to station in these camps or whatever it is. And how's the kid going to get confidence in what he's doing? He's not, or she don't know, you know, she's not going to get confidence. <laughs> She's just going to go do the same reps as everybody else and zero confidence going into and now produce. Right. I just, I, I just don't understand. I mean, I do understand because I think time, time is limited today yeah. and today, you know, it, it's rush, rush to get where you can go and, and pack your schedule and make, you know, parents are, are working um, all day and then they pick their kid up from, from school and their kid's been at school all day and, you know, the parent just wants to sit on the couch, uh, watch some TV, relax and get, you know, get ready for bed, um, whatever, but, and, and, and kind of stay out of it or they want to, you know, they want to get home from work and they want to pick their kid up and, and go drop them off yeah. somewhere, you know, um, of course. I just think, I just think be involved, man, be involved as much, as much as you can. If you don't feel confident, in your baseball knowledge, or if you, you can't flip a ball or you can't, um, you know, hit ground balls, you don't feel confident in that. Find somebody that you can do that with, you know, find, find a coach. If you want to, if you want to spend your money, spend your money on -on one-on-ones with a coach that you trust where you can be there and you can, you can support, you can be there to watch what's happening and, and watch him grow or her grow. And it's just way more of a closed environment. And it's, in my opinion, it's just way more yeah. healthy. But, you know, it's, it, I, I understand it's difficult. I understand that not everybody can just Everybody do that. can if they make um, it a, a priority. So right. I, I, I just, think, it, I think I so don't on care the, because I work a lot of hours in my real estate business, but I'm doing this podcast right now. You know what I mean? Like we make time for what we want and time for what we think we want, but it's, tough to make time sometimes for things that we we need to do that we should be doing and don't do which is hang out with your kids right like hang out and and teach your kids this and that right right i think you know on the weekends i think on the weekends parents want to go to a tournament and let the kid go play they think you know they they want to go and hang out with their other parent friends they want to go have margaritas at 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 at, uh anchor away after the the game right right they want to all they want to yeah. hang out where let's say you're not on the team and you're not doing you don't do the team or you skip a you skip a weekend tournament and you say ah, oh, we're not gonna be able to make it this weekend and you take your son to the baseball field and you spend an hour that's it you know with your yeah. son at the baseball field that's going to be way more productive and way more fun than just 
sitting back, dropping them off, sitting back, on you know, and watching and just – And then he gets – Then, he, then he's up and driving enjoying home. baseball. Then he, he or she gets to go out and enjoy their summer. Like, it's not like every single weekend we got to play baseball now, you know, or softball or whatever right. it is. And that's what the, a lot of kids – they get, they're like, oh man, I have to have, I have to have, go to my baseball uh, games this weekend. Can't do yep. anything else. I got to go think, to my baseball for, game. For me, when they say I got to go to my baseball games, it's telling yeah. me, yeah, that's, that's that ain't not, right. something's not quite right there. Cause they're, they're 10, they're 12, they're 14, yeah, whatever. They, say they, I they, have a baseball game. They are not in the position in life yet where, <laughs> I have to go do this, right? They shouldn't be. No, no. I mean, I for me, for my experience with my son, I miss all summer yeah. with him. So I don't get a lot of opportunity to to play baseball with him. I take him to the field early sometimes, and I take him to the cage, and I let him hit. And then when we're at home, I'll throw, like, a softball in the house and let him just whack it. And I'll, you know, I'll play catch with him with the softballs in the house. And we're, we're always playing some sort of game. Are we playing baseball? Not really. Yeah. But when I have an opportunity, when it's the off season or an off day or something, he wants to play. He he asks me yeah. to play, so I play with him. And when he says, "Dad, I want to play on a baseball team like, like Alex or some other, you know, one of his friends or something," I, I I say, "No, buddy, not yet. You know, when you get older, we can yeah. do it. But right now, let's just let's just have fun." And that's I'm like. From my experience, I'm dangling a carrot right now. Like he wants to play baseball so bad, yeah, so bad. He is he's so anxious to be on a team, and he's so fired up to play baseball. I can't wait for the day. He's seven. I mean, he's seven. Yeah. I'm crying out loud. I can't. I can't wait for the day when he's nine yeah. or when he's ten, and he's on a team and he's chomping at the bit to go play. You know, that's that's what I think baseball. You know, to, to approach the game, I think that's the best approach, and that's why I do it. But um, that's just my opinion, and and that's what that's how I think. Uh, you know, I think that we should move back to closer the game. to that direction. Back to enjoying the yes, game, closer to that direction. Like the yes. Sandlot, like enjoy going playing baseball. Go play home run derby with your buddies. Go do that, right? As opposed to yeah, all I do is play pepper. I play pepper yeah. with him. I play pepper in the backyard. He puts on his glove. I grab one of his little aluminum bats and he tries to throw me strikes and I try to hit him little grounders and he's diving all over the place. He's trying to make plays. He's trying to, I tell him to try to throw it as fast, as quick as he can, get it out of his glove and throw me a strike yeah. as quick as you can, you know? And if he's firing it all over the place and I can't hit it, I'm like, all right, you got to slow down just a little I bit. I remember watching uh, the MLB playoffs. Like my dad was watching on TV and I was, what you would call me is ADHD now on today's standards, right? <laughs> But I was downstairs, so I grew up, uh, I lived in an unfinished basement, so the walls are concrete. So I took this bouncy ball, and I had this bouncy ball that had a snake in it, and I would throw it as hard as I could, and it would bounce back, and I would fill it. Throw it as hard as I could, bounce back and fill it over and over and over. That's funny, buddy. That's really, really funny, Andy. And over. Because, because I got ADHD, too, and I would do the exact same thing. I would thing. throw the ball The exact same thing with a bouncy ball. It. I would throw that ball against whatever it was, and I would fill it, <laughs> throw it against it, filled it, throw it against it, filled it, throw it against it, filled it. Then I would play the game into my head. So then the next yep. day, weather's nicer or whatever, go outside. I would throw the, the that little rubber ball 
against the steps as hard as I could and then filled it. And I played a game yep. in my head, like bottom of the ninth. I'm pitching. Here we go, baby. Now I'm the <laughs> left fielder. Now I'm the second baseman and run and catch it, right? But that was me yep. learning the game of baseball. Well, yeah, it's just learning yeah. the skills of baseball. And I did that over and over and over. And people say, what's it take to be a big leaguer? I'm like, well, get a rubber bouncy ball. Get a, get a bouncy ball. And start throwing uh, it against the freaking thing when your dad's watching the, the a Derek Teeter at the time win the World Series, and I'm over here throwing the ball against the wall, man. Throwing the ball <laughs> yep. against the wall That's... over and over and over and over. Like, relentlessly. Just throwing the ball against the, the concrete. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, we don't we, – we can't uh, schedule our kids to work out. and We can't do this. I'm like, get them a bouncy ball with a snake in it and throw it against a freaking wall. <laughs> That's how you learn how to be a good baseball player. You know, yes, and I was, at the time I was 10, 12 years old, whatever, but I would just throw it. And, I, and then I would throw the ball as high as I could. Then I, I used to hit rocks out of our freaking driveway. Oh, I hit so many rocks. I couldn't believe my driveway still had I rocks know. in it. Throw it up. When I went back and looked at my old house, I used to hit with a broomstick. Rocks. We had a, across the street, there was a neighbor with a wood yep. fence right across the street. Hit it over the wood fence. That was, that was the home run fence. And I would throw. I would throw rocks as high as I could, like way up in the air and watch them come down and try to hit them. I'll throw little easy ones. I'll try to hit it, see how many in a row I could hit over. I would, I mean, just exactly what you're saying. I did the exact same two things. It doesn't matter where you're at, where you come from. If you, if you enjoy it. And this is one thing we both enjoyed it. Like I loved baseball. I loved playing the game of baseball, right? Like that's fun. And it was something that I really enjoyed. Not everybody loves it. Not everybody enjoys it at that same standard. But I liked it so much that I would throw that ball against the wall and I would throw up the rock and I'd hit the rock. If I went over the high line, it was a home run. You know, throw it up, hit it, little rock with my little rock bat. Wham! And, and, and just like you, <laughs> it, bottom of the night, two outs. Who's stepping up to the plate? It was always Andy Dirks. Let's go, baby. Throw it up, man. <laughs> and if I failed, I just redid it. Yeah, just of the night, two outs. Like last time, oh, that was a base hit up the middle. And now, you know what I'm saying? Like now, it was a, here we go. It was never – I never failed. And that's, that's the right. thing that I remember, like, as a kid. I never failed. I was always yeah, learning you how never to walked win. Away from the, you never walked away from the driveway after you swung yeah, Never. I was never – and a lot of people now, they're like, well, the kids need failure. And I'm like, kids are going to get plenty of failure. Plenty of failure is going to yes, come there. Let's encourage them before they have to deal with failure. Yeah, I agree. So this has been Ian Kinsler podcast. Uh, get your game right. Ian, where can, uh, are you on social media? Yeah, I have a, I have an Instagram. It's Kinsler three. Kinsler three. So if you want to follow Kinsler and see what he's going to do in San Diego, hopefully you can, uh, uh, get some stuff rolling and bring him a championship, man. Yeah, that's the, that's the idea. Get get the Padres going in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, that'll be good. And the weather's going to be good there. I already know that. Really? Really? In San Diego, <laughs> it's going to be 73 and sunny yeah. every single day. That boy. So uh, thank you so much for being on, man. Everybody that's got a kid or everybody that wants to 
play baseball, all you people listening, like this is just real stuff in life. It's not about how hard you go. You don't have to be go to the most tournaments. You don't have to be this and this to be a good baseball player. Like to be a good baseball player, just enjoy the game and get better at the game. What do you think, Ian? Perfect. Perfect. All well right. Said. So, Ian Kinsler, thank you so much for being on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having All right, me. Later, Andy. buddy.